This is why Small Business Matters from Northumbria University, supporting small businesses with the Help to Grow Management Programme. Welcome to Why Small Business Matters, brought to you by the Help to Grow Management Team at Northumbria University. I'm Paul Beale and I'm part of that team. Today we're learning about networking, specifically networking strategy, and why there's more to networking than bad coffee in a hotel reception. Actually, if you can walk into a networking event and with the mindset of, I am here to learn from these people. This is a room full of people who are amazing at things that I know nothing about, but as a business owner, especially when you're a startup, you need to learn about tax, about law, about social media, about all these different things. Networking literally puts you in a room full of experts. That's Jenny Smith, founder of NetNo, an organisation that was set up during COVID to help businesses with their networking strategy. In this episode, we'll be talking about the founding of NetNo and the issues of founding company during lockdown and also how small business owners who may suffer from anxiety can manage their expectations and their first steps into networking and why organizations like netno help people get over the anxiety of meeting new people Hi Jenny, thank you for joining us on Why Small Business Matters. Um, I'm Paul and um, it's great for you to be here. Thanks for having me Paul. So um, I just wanted to talk to you a bit about um, your company and your history which is in networking. So if you could give us a little bit of background into why you started the company but also what got you interested in networking in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So the business uh, that I have now, NetNote, I launched it the week lockdown hit. wasn't planned, okay? was not intentional. Um, what happened was I was on maternity leave decided to um, go back to what I love to do which has always been networking and um, to start that business my husband took over parental leave and the week that he took over parental leave was the week that lockdown hit so all my plans went out the window um, but as you do you pull your big girl pants on and you crack on and you do it um, differently to planned but it worked out well um, but before that how I kind of fell into I fell into networking really by accident I was still studying I was at uni at John Moores in Liverpool, amazing city, amazing uni, and answered one of those random emails that you get that's like, do you want some voluntary work, you know, experience in a creative sector? And I was like, I like creative people, I'll do that, replied and then ended up doing just a bit of volunteering at a local business. And the owner took me along to a networking event and no one had ever told me what networking was, I'd never heard of it before, and I was really hungover as well, which really didn't help. But I essentially just got thrown into this room full of grown-ups in suits and expected just to know how to talk to them and it scared the absolute bejesus out of us. Um, so I hid in the toilets most of the first event I ever attended but eventually plucked up the courage at another event to go and talk to someone and I think after that I just absolutely fell in love with networking and just the access it gives you to all these different people that are doing all these different things and you get to learn from them and I quickly found that I had a natural kind of ability to see the connections between people so I'd talk to someone and I'd go oh you need to speak to that person and then you need to speak to that person and then as I, when I, the year that I graduated, I graduated two thousand and eight, um, and because of my networking, I had a job which was fantastic. But I, I was looking for ways in which I could turn that ability to network people into a job. So I invented a job basically, <laughs> where I used to go networking full time. Mm, so yeah. I would take on a client 
Um, only one from each industry so there's no conflict and then do a corporate analysis of their business so I'd really get to understand who they were product services target market and then I'd do all the networking for them so I was going to like five six events a day Monday to Friday didn't pay for food or wine for like a year which was nice (laughs) Um, and just connecting people and they paid me a monthly retainer to do that and it was amazing um, but absolutely not a scalable business whatsoever and after a year I wanted to like call into a a darkened room and not speak to anyone for a while so. Yeah, well, you must have uh, built up an incredible network of people yourself through doing that for other oh, businesses yeah. as well. Absolutely. And I found that the more you network, the more valuable you become. So that essentially the bigger network or the stronger network you have, it increases that social capital in the eyes of others. So you become more... Um, more people want to tap into that network. So doors were opened, you know, you get invited to events that were it not for those relationships you wouldn't get access to the kind of events that are like um you know you can't book a ticket for it's invitation only kind of thing and that's sometimes where the best networking happens so. interesting well i mean um speaking of which um you're currently doing your phd now in Durham university yeah. in network strategy and yes. you mentioned um being invite only to certain events mm-hmm. and part of your um work that you're doing is uh, network strategy and the model that you've been working on Mm -hmm. since 2018 I think it is and um, could you just tell us a little bit more about that because you also include it in a white paper that you include in your newsletter which has a lot of really useful information in it about networking Um, but if you could just tell us a bit more about the zones that you've um, used in your model. Yeah so based on all that time like attending events after that I've you know I spent years hosting events and um 17 years worth of kind of exploring networks and networking event environments um, led me to kind of create this visual in my head of what the world of networking looked like to, to kind of the idea was to help people navigate their way around events. There are so many. And like you say, I did it full time. You could go to events all day, every day. Um, I'm really passionate about helping people and businesses improve their return on investment from networking. So making sure they're going to the right events. Because if you're investing that time and energy, it needs to be at the right the right place so I created this visual of the world of networking which breaks it down into eight different zones and each zone's got its own unique characteristics and once you understand the characteristics of those zones and who networks there it allows you to it kind of empowers you essentially to make sure that you are your yourself networking in the correct zone in order to meet right. the right people yeah, yeah. Yeah, using your network appropriately and like making sure you're getting the best out of it. Yeah. It? Yeah, and um, interestingly, um, I guess a lot of people, when they network, they don't really think about how much it would cost mm-hmm. to do it, even when you're looking at free events. And yeah. It's just an assumption that because it's free, you're not spending anything. But actually, as a business owner, your time is incredibly important. As part of that, can you just tell us a little bit how you work out how much it would cost even if it's free. Yeah, so I do a fun little activity if it's like a, a if I'm doing a live training session or the white paper that you mentioned that's free to download on the website, that's got a little activity in there that you can do for yourself. And like you say, looking at free events, they're never free because you are investing your time, but you've also got the cost of potentially there's membership fee costs to even you know, have access to that network. So that's an annual fee. But then you've also got the cost of travel. You know, you've got, maybe it's online, but, you know, most of the time you're looking at parking, petrol, um, tube, whatever it is to get there. But the big the big investment is always going to be your time. Um, and whether that's your time as an individual, as a business owner, or if you've got a team, if you've got staff, you're paying them salary. You know, so when you are paying a salary, you're paying them money in exchange for their yeah, time and expertise. They're investing that time into networking events. Again, they've got to be the right ones. And you've got to 
look at what you expect in return for that investment. Yeah, well, interestingly, yeah, because the um, the other thing I suppose that puts people off is they don't understand why they're going yes. to a networking event. Like, what is it that they hope to achieve? Some people probably even think that their business doesn't need networking because mm-hmm. they don't want to grow it any bigger than it already is. What kind of um, objectives do you think people should look to have when they're going networking? Yeah, I think the big one that people, and you just touched on it there, is that people often think of networking as a sales or a business development tool, which it is. It's fantastic for that. But that's only like one small piece of what networking offers. And um, there's loads of academic research into the power of networking and I, I probably geek out about it I love it um, but like the most powerful thing that networking provides is access to knowledge so going out and networking like I love the phrase like you know the whole no man is an island but I like no business is an island and you know going out networking allows you to find out about opportunities about funding about other event opportunities that are coming up find out what's going on regionally nationally within your sector trends um, going out and speaking to people allows you to tap into information that you wouldn't necessarily get online because it doesn't exist online maybe it's you know it allows you to get ahead of the game and that allows you to be more strategic as a business leader as well so going out and finding other leaders that you can learn from in the form of like mentors even and again surrounding yourself with people that you can you can allow help you develop personally professionally as a business owner can be an absolute game changer so the the most powerful thing you can get is networking um is knowledge and that's a really useful thing to remember as well if you're a bit nervous about networking because often what puts people off one there's a level of vulnerability that comes with networking you walk into a room full of strangers and you're suddenly the kid at school that no one wants to play (laughs) with you feel like everyone knows each other and you feel like the odd one out and it's 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 a really difficult environment to put yourself into and the second bit that people it puts them off is the fact that they put a lot of pressure on themselves to go to a networking event and like sell and people a lot of business owners they're not natural sales people they're passionate about what they do and they love what they do but they don't know how to like sell it but actually if you can walk into a networking event and with the mindset of I am here to learn from these people this is a room full of people who are amazing at things that I know nothing about but as a business owner especially when you're a startup you need to learn about tax about law about social media about all these different things and networking literally puts you in a room full of experts and if you can go in with the mindset of right I'm going to learn from all these people you ask better questions you are a better listener you become a better networker for that as well as taking the pressure off yourself and then that allows you the chance to build up your confidence in networking environments and then that's going to lead to it's naturally going to lead to people wanting to work with you and give you business anyway because you build these these meaningful connections and relationships and that's what it's all about yeah i I think i I read that um in in your white paper you mentioned about the anxiety that you initially felt and then you suddenly realized that this is a wealth of experience and these people i'm actually these people are just here for me to talk to i can just go to a thing and talk to people which um it's amazing it's the only kind of thing that you can do where you get to do that for free and just get to all access to all this knowledge without actually any sort of remit if you don't want it you it's can go there and just talk saves a lot of time rather than sitting trying to read all the books in the world you just go out and talk to these people who are living it breathing it doing it ask them like what's the best bit of advice you could give me you know again especially if you can go out 
you know, a network, another great objective for networking is to connect with people who are doing things that you aspire to do. So as a business owner, if you've got certain milestones for your business, whether it's taking on your first member of staff, whether it's um, turning over your first million, whatever it might be, go out and network and find people that have done that and ask them how they did it. Ask them for their feedback, their advice. People will happily give it. People love to give their advice. They love to talk about their own opinions. I'm a, a prime example of this. Um, but it, it's this it's the fastest way to get to the information that you need that can help you achieve your business goals. For small businesses starting out, and obviously there is that anxiety of doing um, networking, um, other than NetNo, um, mm-hmm. where would you recommend people to go and how to initially start and get over that, that initial hump? hump? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you are a graduate, so if you went to university, whether it was like last year or 20 years ago, engage with your university and see what events they've got. And that's a nice bridge between education and an environment that you're maybe a bit more comfortable with. And Using that your linking alumni. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, tap into your alumni. Ask your existing network. Because even if you've never been to a networking event, you still know people. Like you've got friends, you've got neighbours, you've got family. Um, look at what's happening in regards to business support locally as well. So tapping into business support, it can be a game changer for your business but it also allows you to connect with other people who are also tapping into it so going on little courses especially if they're fully funded awesome tap into as much free stuff as you can and and get to know other local startups or small businesses and even though again you're not i think you, you know people often focus on that big room full of people drinking bad coffee as a networking event it's not you know going for a one-to-one catch up with someone that's networking having lunch with someone's networking and um, going on a course or whatever it is that's all networking anytime you meet or engage like me and you are networking yeah, now yeah, Paul. Yeah. yeah so um <laughs> Start there, ask your existing network and go along and and find things that when you're first starting out, a good tip is to look for events that have got a topic or a theme. The topic and the theme um, usually comes with a speaker and that's going to be a really clear indication of who's going to be in that room. we find it it's more comfortable for us initially anyway to build relationships with people who are in the same sector as us in the same field we've got that commonality we speak the same language um, and we've got something that we can break the ice with so starting there is a nice safe place to start and that kind of allows you to find your local tribe of people who are working in the same field as you rather than thinking of them as competitors look at them as a source of of potential collaboration and knowledge and positioning yourself within that tribe as well so that's always a nice place to start interestingly um you were saying about obviously that any time that you meet anybody, anytime so it'll be on um, virtual meeting meetups and all that kind of stuff that we're now used to um, following lockdown. But where do you see networking going from there? Because obviously we've got new technologies coming out that allow us to connect. Is there anything that you can see on the horizon that might be interesting or ways that we might connect that we're not currently using? I think AI is interesting and the application into like personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, there's already applications of this within like more um, romantic relationships, essentially. Yeah. Like people form relationships with, although they know it's AI, you know, through texting and stuff. Um, but that's their outlet to a, a, a not an actual person. But so when it comes to networking online, I think AI potentially could be applied. I I love tech. I spent three years working in tech and supporting tech businesses. Um, I've got I built a SaaS platform myself as part of my business. However, for me, 
nothing beats authentic face-to-face in-person connection and the more the you know the more we go through the digital adoption curve the the fewer people in the world who are putting themselves out there to to build the skills to be able to connect in person and read facial expressions and social cues and stuff like that it's becoming a dying kind of art form yeah because it's it's not comfortable it's yeah, awkward yeah. and it's like it's not as time efficient and all these things however it is so much more powerful and if you can be the person that puts yourself out there to learn how to do these things to build the, that empathy that emotional intelligence read the social situations that can be what differentiates that is what differentiates you from the ai in the first place yeah you know, of course yeah that that emotional intelligence and social awareness it helps you develop as a person but it also really helps it helps distinguish you from others yeah so in actual fact um becoming a better networker will hopefully in the future put you in a better position because you'll be developing skills that will become highly sought after absolutely and it's already happening now so i i'm teaching more and more networking skills to younger younger kids so like 16 to 18 year olds i've done networking stuff with kids as young as 11 but 16 to 18 year old good age because they're at that point where they're looking for like work experience they're thinking about what they're going to do beyond school whether it's carry on in education or go off start a business or travel whatever these kids bless them they spend their lives communicating through their screens. They'll sit next to their friends at lunch, but they'll talk through their phones. They'll go home and often spend time again on screens. They'll um, they were locked away for two. They lost two years, you know, of of their lives. They don't go out and play like you know I did when I was yeah, a kid. I'm you know, well, I knew. Yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. want to presume how old you were, Paul. <laughs> um, so they they don't have those those skills. So they're getting thrown into the world of work where employers expect them to be able to have a face-to-face conversation, to talk to colleagues, they, you know, even answering a telephone, like a landline, they've never seen it. Um, and it's not their fault, it's the world that they live in. But these soft skills that they're known as are so powerful and they can be the game changer between if you walk into a job interview and you can look someone in the eye and have a conversation and build a rapport if your grades, and I, I know some people will shout at this, but if your grades aren't as good as someone else, but they can't do that, the likelihood is you're going to get the job because people want to employ people that they want to work with. They can build relationships internally within businesses and that they can put in front of their clients confidently. Yeah. So it, it's absolutely a game changer. And I think it's something in America, they already have conversation classes in schools, teaching people how to have conversations. And that's the way that the world is going. And it needs, you know, I want to see this once something I'm doing this year is because for me, teaching 16 to 18 year olds, it's often in the schools that can afford to pay me to go in. You know, I run a business. Um, so that's not fair on the schools, I think, that can't afford that. And I want this to be taught to everyone. So I'm creating a series of videos um, that I'm going to give away to, for free to schools anywhere. that Anyone that wants them can have them to show their kids and teach them how to just, you know, get into a conversation. It's networking skills, but really it's conversation skills. Um, it's social skills to help them when they get thrown into a jobs fair know how to behave because right, they just yeah. don't know how to do it. Well, I suppose, yeah, um, if you teach people that young 
and yeah. not to be afraid of networking. Yeah. Because I suppose that's one of the biggest problems. People are afraid of the idea of it. But if you can teach them at a young age that, yeah. don't worry, you're fine. It's just like having a conversation with anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Then, you know, and it's going to help them be inquisitive and it develops like personal confidence, presentation skills. It, it, it just like the benefits I could talk about for days. You're listening to Why Small Business Matters. Find out how Northumbria University can help your business thrive through the Help to Grow Management Programme. Delivered by leading small business and enterprise experts from Northumbria University with the support of leading figures from industry and experienced entrepreneurs. The programme supports senior managers of small and medium-sized businesses to boost their business's performance, resilience and long-term growth. The 12-week programme is 90% funded by the government and the fee payable by participants is £750 and has been designed to allow participants to complete it alongside full-time work. The in-depth, high-quality curriculum supports you to build your capabilities in leadership, innovation, digital adoption, employee engagement, marketing, responsible business and financial management. By the end of the programme, you'll develop a business growth plan to help you lead your business to realise its potential. To find out more about the programme, the modules, eligibility and fees and delivery dates, go to northumbria.ac.uk slash help to grow. You're listening to Why Small Business Matters. I'm Paul Beale from the Help to Grow management team, and today we're talking to Jenny Smith, the founder of Netno. If there was one key bit of information you could give to a, um, someone starting a small business mm-hmm. and they were getting into it, just that one thing that you think they would need to know above anything else, what would you think it would be? When it comes to being strategic with networking, the free events aren't always the best events. So often startups, we're all guilty of it. We've got a lot of expenses. There's a lot, you know, as a startup business, you've got a lot of things to be spending money on. Networking's often very bottom of the pile of, you know, of things to be spending cash on. So a lot of startups go to the free events. Um, the thing about the free events is that they're great because it's a good starting place. However, you're probably going to connect with other people who are also, you know, there because they're free events. Sure. So. If that's not your target market, if you're thinking about what your price point is, if your price point is 10 grand plus, for example, a startup's probably not going to be the person you want to sell to. So going to the free events can be great to connect with other startups. Yes, which is really important to have that peer-to-peer support. However, if you want to network for return and investment in regards to getting sales, then the free events might not be the best place to start. So yeah. looking at ones that where more established businesses are going to be is probably going to be better for you. Utilising your zones that you've talked about yeah. before and deciding on, like, um, speak to your friends and family about the best place to go initially or mm-hmm. the student uh, alumni that you're in and then you can work your way around it that yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. try and try and think about as well, like the right format for you. So if you're more introverted, for example, you're probably going to feel more comfortable in events that come with a structure and more opportunity for one-to-one conversation. Whereas if you're more of an extrovert, then the like open, relaxed, informal events might be a better fit for you. Um, if you um, if you're neurodiverse, for example, and sensory overload can be an issue, then again, the more one-to-one conversations are probably going to be may help help you be feel more comfortable. Um, so looking at the format and the structure of the event, that's always going to be really a good indicator because if you're more comfortable you'll come across 
more authentic and and you get the chance to showcase yourself better than if you're like sat like wanting to die because that's never going to be helpful <laughs> for anyone it should be fun it should yeah. be you know exciting and fun um so test out different things and find what works for you as well for yourself um now that um, obviously you've mentioned the videos that you're going to be doing for schools yeah. um beyond that what's um what's in the future for netno Oh, world domination. So, um, so, like you mentioned before, I'm currently in the midst of my PhD. Um, that's a long journey that I'm just at the beginning of. I'm nearly a year in. Um, I'm hoping to get that done in the next four years. Um, so that's very much an ongoing you know, research project, a massive project, um, which I'm really enjoying, really interesting, and I'm excited to see what comes from it. So the research area that I'm doing is looking at the networking event anatomy so the structure of the event the design of it and how that influences who attends it which then influences the conversations that are had at the event um so that's really interesting exciting and seeing what comes from that after that i would love to like use that knowledge hopefully new knowledge that i've created to um you know maybe write a book TED Talks, Travel the World, um, the the you know the other side of the business, which is the SaaS platform, um, software as a service platform, um, you know, continue to build that. Uh, currently, that includes and covers networking events that happen in Northeast Tees Valley. That's expanding to cover Cumbria soon, um, and then the idea is to continue to expand that across the UK, maybe maybe the rest of the world well, who knows who knows Paul yeah. who knows see where my networking adventures take me so yeah it's all really exciting and I'm very much a, like I'll say yes to stuff so if something comes up and I'll give it a try I'll give it a go so yeah you never know what's going to happen could you give us a great example of a networking success where either yourself or putting two other people together as a result and in something oh, great happening well once I put two people together and they got married and had babies All right. so <laughs> you know I basically created life there um, that was a good one oh there's loads do you know sometimes the best ones for me the best ones it's not always I want to I want to buy this, I'm selling this, and then it's one sale, which is lovely. It's great to see that happen for people. Sometimes the best ones for me is when you just meet you meet someone and you're like, oh, you need to speak, you need to speak to this person. And I'm not really sure why, but you just have to have a coffee. And it could be like just their personality, it could be the work that they're doing, it could be something. And then usually, like, it's like six months later, you hear back and they're like, oh, we're working on this. We've cre-. And they've created like a whole new product or a whole new program or they've come together and they're just working on something amazing together and it's that ongoing legacy that comes from that connection that like brings me so much joy and that's why I'm addicted to networking really <laughs> like making these connections between people making new life and yeah creating <laughs> life whether it's like actual humans or it's products it's innovative ideas you know and that that what that's what drew me into networking to begin with and that's now my purpose is to help other people do that for other people because then it's that ripple effect and you just don't know where it's going to lead for them and i just absolutely love it so um, if you, if possible could you give us some examples of places that people could go in the northeast to uh, for networking events like um also talk us a little bit through netno and the um use of that to find those networking events yeah as well. yeah so there there are like so many amazing networking opportunities in the northeast it's one of the reasons i love the region um and 
one of the things that I wanted to do was help people find them because there are so many and also help people be more strategic about selecting which ones are right for them. So the NetNo platform lists all the networking events that happen in, in the Northeast and Tees Valley and that's going to be expanding in the future to cover more geographic areas. But all the all, we've pulled in everything from everywhere so you've got everything in one place. You can, you can filter it based on topics that you're interested in. You can filter it based on location, who's the host is, loads of different things. So it's really valuable resource when it comes to like picking the right ones for you or what makes a good networking event it's such a difficult question so i i spent a long time hosting events and designing them as well as attending them i don't host events anymore and um, i just promote everyone else's events and what makes a good event is like it's such a personal question because the things that i would love about a networking event you wouldn't necessarily and it also again comes down to your objectives the thing that I would say is if you're just starting out and you want to look for like a good event, think about what you enjoy and the environments that you feel comfortable in. So for some people, they would never like spend time in a bar, for example, like some people if they don't drink alcohol or whatever reasons. So putting yourself in an environment that you wouldn't feel comfortable in, it's going to make it 10 times worse when you're starting out. So look for what makes you feel comfortable, the kind of places, locations that you want to go to. And um, I would say look at... You know, it's got to work for you and your lifestyle. So if you've got kids, you do the school run, you can't go networking at like 6am. Um, you're better off fitting it into your day. And reach out and speak to the hosts of the events as well. So most of the time, the, the advert for the event will tell you what to expect. But sometimes it could be a bit like, oh, I don't really know what's going to happen. Knowing what's going to happen before you get there is going to help you, one, make a decision whether or not it's the right fit for you, but also know what you're walking into. So is there a schedule? Um, is there going to be a speaker? What time is that happening? And, you know, just finding out all that. Reach out to the host. The host is going to be the most connected person at any event. So please talk to them. Build a relationship with them. You know, yeah. tell them who you're looking to meet as well so they can make introductions so you don't you know you're not running on serendipity you can actually like be again more strategic it's funny you say this as well because ollie barrett in the very first episode of why small business matters mm -hmm. said get in touch with the host and ask for the attendee list yeah ask, I mean, gdpr ruined that for everyone yeah. you used to be able to get them <laughs> everywhere um but yeah absolutely ask is there a delegates list the chamber of commerce for example in the northeast when you go to their events they have a qr code so you can scan it and get the delegates list when you're there so little bits of information like that when you speak to the host you'll be able to find out about so then you can plan accordingly um but yeah think about what what environments you feel comfortable in, what things you enjoy. Like there's networking, for example. So if you're an outdoors person, go to a networking event where you can be outdoors, you can take the dog and then chat to people while you're doing something that you enjoy again. So, um, I mean, I like I like food, let's be honest. I like anything, sit-down meal or a, like a, an event with a buffet or whatever, I'm there. Um, so like, I, I like to learn as well from the networking events I go to. So I'll always look for like a speaker or a topic that I find interesting interesting whether that's in my area of expertise or if you can and you want to push the boundaries a little bit look for things that allow you to step out of that area of expertise so build more diverse networks again loads of academic research into the impact of diverse networking and 
you know, there's a Harvard Business Review study that shows that um, businesses on the stock market whose CEOs have got diverse networks are valued on average, I think it's $64 million more than businesses who don't, mm. whose CEOs don't have diverse networks. So again, push the boundaries a bit if you feel comfortable to, to go to an event about, like I went to a, I went to an event the other week about horticulture I know nothing about gardening I kill houseplants but it was absolutely brilliant and I learned loads of random stuff and I just when I got there I said I know nothing about this and everyone was so welcoming and they were excited to like show me and teach me and um, and I learned loads and I learned a lot of things that I could actually randomly apply into business which was really interesting I wasn't expecting it so yeah when you're starting out if you're not so comfortable a good event is going to be one where you feel comfortable you feel like you belong and it aligns with your your purpose and objectives if you are a bit more confident go out there and just try some random stuff and you just you just never know what you're going to learn sure and um i think one of the benefits of networking for um, anyone who's nervous to remember is that there may be a lot of people exactly in the same position as you at that event absolutely and when you see that happening and see the other people who are nervous getting involved it can be liberating oh, yeah. to see it happen. Yeah, and be be honest, say it to people, you know, I'm brand new to networking and people will go, oh, come with me because they've all been there. I'll look after you. I'll introduce you to some people. Like you say, if you see anyone else there, especially if they're stood on their own, go and talk to them because they will think you are the best thing that's ever happened like in the world because you've saved them from being on their own. Um, so yeah, make a beeline for people if they're, they're looking a bit scared. Um, and that's a great way to connect with people as well. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I go, I teach this to people all the time. So there's there's hundreds of people out there that are nervous about networking. It's totally normal to be nervous. Um, it's just taking that initial step and then it just snowballs from there. So, and finally, uh, Jenny, uh, the title of the podcast is Why Small Business Matters. Why do you think network strategy and networking uh, matters to small businesses? Oh, for me, it's just like the lifeblood of it. It's um, small businesses themselves are just... I, that's for me where the, the, the exciting stuff happens. It's where they can be agile, they can be innovative and networking events and environments or networks in general, those relationships between, you know, the small and the large businesses or the small businesses or the startups, or those connections, that's where like real like exciting stuff can come from and and that can really influence it can influence change it can influence economies it can it can have a massive impact um at all different levels and it, it again for me it all it just comes down to people and within the world of small businesses and SMEs and startups it, it is about the people and any business is only ever as good as the people that run it and when you bring those people together to to support each other to encourage to to you know give advice and mentor and share that knowledge and information that is the catalyst for like so many wonderful amazing things um and yeah viva la revolution <laughs> for want of a better phrase and if people want to find out more about Netno or about you, where do they get that information Yay! from? I'm dead easy to find. Um, the website is netno.co.uk. So it's N-E-T-K-N-O.co.uk. Um, there's loads of like free resources and stuff on there. There's the whip, white paper that we mentioned you can download. Um, 
connect with me on LinkedIn, find me on, on any of the socials. I've got really bad TikTok. Um, there's no dancing yet, but I might resort to that. Um, but yeah, connect online and, as I said, tap into all those free resources on the website as well. Thanks again to our guest, Jenny Smith from Netno. To find out more about the Help to Grow management programme, head to northumbria.ac.uk slash help to grow. And join us on the next episode of Why Small Business Matters. 